got something for you. And welcome, welcome everyone to the Roto Slappers podcast on the one and only Bloodline Entertainment Network. Uh, thank you for those of you who are tuning in right now. As you know, I am not alone, so I'm going to bring in the old soul himself, Mr. Ken Burns, my man, Blake Kendrick. How you doing, Blake? What's up? Doing good, Streets. How's it going up there in the shop, man? It's good. I think we're like at a safe medium for weather here, like 50 degrees. Uh, that's spring to us, um, as you know. <laughs> so it's good. A little rainy now, though. But here, we're getting close. This close. We're like two, three weeks away now, right? From the regular yeah, yeah. season. So it's great. Yeah, ah, I'm excited. How's, down, how's Houston? I heard there was an explosion the other day. Uh, yeah. We seem to have too many of those in this area, especially, man. Yeah, but uh, good lord, Houston is the wildest place I've ever heard of. After meeting you and talking to you, so you get hurricanes, right? Oh, then yeah. you sent oh, yeah. then you sent me pictures like a month ago from tornado damage in your town. Oh man, that was that was. I would say that's the worst, but yeah, that 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 is bad, man. Taking up whole houses. Good lord, and then you have the oil. Refineries, things yeah. exploding and chemicals spilled. Houston's wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of uh, two weeks away from baseball, I'm sure most of the clubs at this point are actually very, very happy as all of their players, well, except for a couple of them, are returning to their teams now. Uh, did you, by chance, watch last night? Did you watch any of the World Baseball Classic? Um, I saw some of it. I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to. Uh, last night, I actually found out, um, being the old soul, I found out you could listen on the radio. It was uh, it was uh, streaming on the radio on the actual real baseball classic website. I don't know if they did all the games like that, but last night's was on there. What's up, Nick? So that was cool. Yeah, the fi- look at that, man. Swarber with that big bomb last night too, huh? Trey Turner carrying USA. Yeah, the Phillies had a, a pretty big World Baseball Classic. But, yeah, I'm shocked you did not figure out that the World Baseball Classic was not on radio earlier. I figured you would have been, like, the guy with the transistor radio just ready to man, go. I didn't even think about it, honestly, man. I, I was trying to find a different way to stream it, and I, I just – last night was the first time I clicked on the actual website, I think. I don't know. But, anyway, it popped right up, and I was like, oh, wow, here we go. <laughs> Tim, what up, buddy? I know Tim's going to complain right now, too, about the World Baseball Classic and where it was televised in a comment because uh, his beef was Fox Sports 1 out of all the – like, and I get it. Major League Baseball seems to always have a problem like promoting its, its game a little bit. And I think they did a good job on the World Baseball Classic. It was a huge stage. It was phenomenal uh, action out there, the whole thing. I think some new stars were born, or at least – Everybody got to ex- see some people that you like. We and I, we knew about Randy or Rosarena and other guys like that already. But I think the whole world got introduced to some of these players now. And uh, but I do agree with with Tim Kim preaching. Like, how is this not on Fox? Like, this should be right. national. There it is. I knew it was coming. <laughs> this it should have been on national TV at seven o'clock Central Time. Like it should have been. 
I saw yeah. the numbers like in Japan that watched it worldwide. It was destroyed, um, which is good. And that was great for baseball. Would your dad have enjoyed the World Baseball Classic? Oh, man. My dad would love it, man. My dad watched baseball, <laughs> whatever baseball he can. He loved Man, we watched the Little League World Series. That the, He watched every, he watched every game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he that might have been a pro, like a, a proud moment for him watching this tournament kind of unfold the way it yeah. did. It was exciting. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't see it, Japan beat the United States last night. I mean, we we're living in a like, this is all just a simulation. None of this is real. Like you and I, um, we're not like this is all fake right now. Because how does it end? Otani versus Trout for it all up yeah. there at the plate right like there's just no way that it, it that that even possible with all of this not being fake <laughs> i mean could you imagine if they're on like the same team how good they would be i <laughs> i saw some of those memes that was actually kind of funny i don't even good i don't want to get into that one poor aunt la anaheim uh yeah what a joke how do you have those two and just be so damn bad i just don't even get it um Oh, so if you're hearing Trout's not a star, they they need to check, they need <laughs> so to check is, their baseball IQ somewhere right? else. I'm glad that he actually brings this up a little bit because it's not the first time you've heard it, right? It's not right. We've heard this before. Right. Like Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, blah 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 blah. But he does a really bad job of being the like the the face of baseball per se because he doesn't he's not loud on social media. He, it's Okay, I've, so yeah, it's, I it's a um, for me, there's two things to this. Number one, I think Major League Baseball is absolutely horrible at promoting its game. Um, that's mm-hmm. the first kicker, right? Um, mm-hmm. the West Coast thing, I don't think has helped them. I think Otani's uh-huh. gotten a lot more publicity because he gets more markets from certain demographics that like him. Um, Obviously, he pitches too, and he's like a unicorn, so that helps. But Mike Trout is easily a star, probably the best player of our generation at this point. Well, in the last decade, I'd say, not our whole generation. Let me rephrase that. He's easily the last player of the last decade, and he's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. So he's yeah. a definite star. He is going to be a Hall of Famer. That is a lock at this point. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's ever been marketed well, and I don't think his team has done him any justice because there's this there's this saying like a lot of people have the MV, like the MVP thing, right? A lot of people have that theory in their head where the MVP can't go to a guy on a losing team. They just can't. They like the winning team thing, and well, he's on a bad team, so he's not that good type of thing, and the whole the whole nine yards that go along with that. That is baseball is not played that way. That one yeah. Mike Trout's not going to carry a team. It's just not. That their starting rotation outside of Shohei Otani has been very bad for a long time. It's been very mediocre, too bad. Um, I, me and Tim used to joke about, remember, Tim will laugh at this one, Cole Calhoun. The Angels, until they signed Anthony Rendon and um, to a contract that right now we might laugh about because that one hasn't worked out quite for them just yet. We used to joke Mike Trout's the best player on the team next to Mike Trout was literally Cole Calhoun. So we had an inside joke about Cole Calhoun, and it's kind of true, right? It's just yeah. that's what Mike Trout has gotten 
And he, oh, and they, they and oh, a very, very bad contract, Albert Pujols. But they got like the 35 year old version of Albert Pujols. He was good for like a season for the Angels. And then Trout had like the the 240 hitter with like a 290 OBP, Albert Pujols moving on the rest of the way in that one. So that's I mean, not to mention. Angels. Yeah, not to mention Pujols was probably actually forty at that time, but then there's there's the things, and I, I like that. Yeah, he did hit how many 40, 40 home runs 40. last? And there's and didn't one even more play the whole season. There he is. I knew it. Cole Calhoun, baby. I, it, it. How are you winning anything when that's the second best player on your team? Um, that was the Angels people, for a while. I think people uh, might actually be getting. Uh, tired of seeing trout every season you know like every season mike trout's the best you, you watch oh, the uh there's mlb pipeline no mike, mike, trout, mike trout but it's it's true i mean it, it is what it is you bring up that's a good point it's the patrick mahomes thing now right now he's hated he's hated in the nfl mm-hmm. like people just hate greatness that's what i've come mm-hmm. to the conclusion of thinking but i think there's a for the people that just don't realize how good Mike Trout even is, though, because he does play on the West Coast, on the West Coast, I do think one big thing: send him home. <laughs> that would help, but I do think the the new scheduling is going to help guys like Mike Trout, the guys on the West Coast, because now they get the tra- they play everywhere, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not just a heavy schedule where you play your division so damn so damn much now throughout the season. Everybody plays everybody. So he's going to go to a lot more ballparks than he used to go to. A lot more people are going to see him play live. A lot more people are going to see him play on TV. I think this help. I think that's going to help guys like, like everybody, really. Um, from Rodriguez to Trout to all these young, exciting players. I think the new schedule, which is a fan, was a fantastic idea of Major League Baseball, should have been done a long time ago. Everyone should have played. Everyone, you need a chance to see everybody play the whole nine yards. Um, every market should see every player, and I think that's going to help a ton. Yeah, facts. Leave that also. <laughs> Watching uh, these just end blackout games. regulations and all this other bullshit. MLB, stop this already. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go off on that. <laughs> I, uh, be on here but forever. Yeah. Mike Trout is a star, biggest star of last decade. All right, now the reason we're here, right? The uh, the main reason that we're here, because this is the Roto Slappers. This is this is uh, a fantasy baseball, po- well, fantasy podcast, but tonight's going to be fantasy baseball. Saturday, by the way, quick announcement before we get into this. I always forget to do this stuff. i am got to get better at that. But anyway, Saturday, Roto Slappers, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. We have a, we, well, we have two guests. We have the one and only who's always with us. He's featured every football episode at this point. But I'm still going to call him a special guest because he is special. Tim will be with us on Saturday night as usual. Uh, Tim King. <laughs> then we have a little surprise too on Saturday night. Um, he, my buddy, you can find him on Twitter at FF Bourbon Dude, does a lot of good stuff under that name. Um, he was in Scott Fishbowl 12. He actually made finals in Scott Fishbowl 12. I made the semis. We'll talk about that on Saturday night, but he does a lot of good, great content for fantasy football. He's going to jump on with us, have some bourbon. Of course, that's his stick. FF fantasy football bourbon dude. Of course, he's going to have some bourbon, sit down with us. We're going to talk some running backs. I'm going to get his thoughts on that. 
and things like that. So it should be a fun show. So yeah, we'll have a special guest, Roto Slapper, Saturday night. So yes, make sure you check that one out also. Okay, now back to the fantasy baseball aspect of this. We are like two weeks away from drafts. So I figured we'll kick this off with draft strategy. That's what we'll start off with here. It's not so much stuffy stats and all kinds of weird things like that. So what we'll do is um, get into some draft strategies. We'll talk about the different formats because that does matter. You need to know what format you're playing in. You need to know how to draft. You need to know how to handle waivers in those trade. What should you do? Well, let's just talk to Bakley about an auction coming up. That is a, that's a format out there. Uh, so we'll, we'll briefly talk about that also. So, the most basic form of fantasy baseball is going to be a roto league. It's it's we're in this could fall into two forms here, head to head categories or just the standard good old rotisserie, right? Those are the two most old school common ways of playing the game. And you, you don't really necessarily draft the same for each one. There's tweaks to each one that you can do. Um, but those are the ones where it's category based. So you're chasing categories of some sorts in order to win or score for that matter. We, you and I have played the, the, I probably played out of all of the leagues. The most common one I played the longest is head to head categories. I don't know about you. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here. That one for me, now that we're going to, we'll start with that. Good segue there. Um, head to head categories for me is always pretty simple. I, Prior, I like to prioritize the power speed and always have at the top. Those are gonna that's the one thing I kind of always like to do. And I kind of will push pitching pitching back a little bit. And you have to pay attention though when you're gonna do this. This is just how I kind of play it. Pay attention to your pitching limits. So do you have a 20 minimum innings pitch type head-to-head categories? Like most of them have a minimum innings pitch because they try to you can't just start relief pitchers then. That's just against the rules so they give you this like 20 to 25 minimum inning pitch thing where you have to get to that and it's hard to get there using all relief pitchers and depending on the pitcher spots that they kind of have also and they do that so if you have a 20 to 25 minimum uh innings pitch thing i like to prioritize power speed at the top so obviously all the guys we have ranked in the top 20 at this point with the exception of a couple pitchers and then i like to just make sure i get like a max fry i'm going to even give you names at this point based on adp I like to attack him because he will he'll he should get you on a good six, seven innings easily in his start, which will help get you to your minimum innings pitch and his ratios are good. So if you usually tie a guy like that in with your relief pitchers, you'll get your inning, you'll get your mins. So you'll have your offense, you'll get your ratios usually. And then if you face a team where his pitching kind of starts off slow. Were kind of bad to start the week. Then you just throw all the rest of your starters out there and you can chase the strikeouts and quality starts or wins too. So that's usually my motto in a head to head categories league. Um, yeah. Pretty simple. It's kind of how I do it. Not too much to it. Um, what yeah. about you? I, I go almost the exact same way. I would say power speed at the top. I mean, this year, uh, looking at, uh, third base pretty high but um i like to i wouldn't say fade pitching but I, I i take pitching later i always feel like in these uh category leagues i can find pitching during the season i mean there's always a few guys who get on hot streaks you can pick them up 
off waivers and once they start you know once once they start uh you know cooling off or if it's somebody they brought up from the minors once people start you know getting a book on them you can let them go and find somebody else i, yeah. I always feel like that i mean you you still need you know a couple solid pitchers you know two three solid pitchers but like you said i take them a little bit later that's why i kind of i use max max fried as the as the kind of the guy when i say that one because um where you draft him for instance he doesn't get the same like he's being his adp is 55 so you can get you can go ahead and take yourself three or four hitters right you can go ahead and stockpile some power speed guys right there and you can get some you can get your home runs and stolen bases pretty much knocked off the board early there then come back with a guy like max fried for you to help with at that point but yeah, you do need a couple arms because also you don't, not every week are you going to do what I just told you to do, right? It's just not going to happen. It's mm. some weeks, one bad, one bad start throws your ratios off anyways, half the time. So it's like you get that one bad start and you just throw everybody out there and you go for the, the other three, you go for K's yeah. um, and quality starts at that point. But the guy you're facing has one bad start and you can use your pitchers too. And if you do find some other breakout candidates, like the late guys that we'll maybe talk about a little bit later, it does work. <laughs> Now, in an auction league, though, for me, in a head-to-head cats auction auction league, like Bakley, what I was talking about is in. There's I actually Tim. This is Tim's favorite model too. I like to buy two guys right, two top twelve players right off the bat, two power speed monsters. Like give me Trey Turner and Ronald Acuna. And I know a lot of auction guys are going to come in here and say, "Well, then you're wasting half your budget." And blah, blah blah blah. But like, I'd rather have those two. And I'm, I'll just punt saves, dude. I just punt it. It's gone, like at that point, because saves are available at the end. You can get saves every week if you need to. Somebody becomes a closer every other week. Someone loses a job. Someone gets hurt. Saves are the most, to me, the most easy to find position after the draft. It's just that and catcher, for the most part, you can find some guy to do so. In an auction league, I'll even prioritize just spending big early, get me two big boppers that steal a lot of bases, and I go from there. So I even like that motto in a in a head-to-head categories league when it comes to auction as well. I don't know. Have you ever played in an auction league? Oh, you <laughs> played, played in mine, right? Oh, yeah. I, that, was my, that was my first auction league, and I loved it, man. I'm hoping uh, getting another one this year some at some point. Yeah, they're fun. I think an auction league for baseball or football, I like them a lot because you can, you can know everything about everything. You can have studied fan graphs and memorized every player. You can same thing for football. When we get to that, you can know every single stat about every single player in football. You know, when the sleepers are being picked, you know, blah, 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 blah. And this, you know, everything, but in an auction, it could just change in the blink of like an eye. It's just, that's what I love about it. Like one wrong buy, you bid one extra dollar on one guy and you accidentally got him. If you're trying to upbid somebody and you get a little dangerous and you lose, this is like, it's one mistake and it could screw it's- up everything. Cause then you can't afford your sleepers anymore. Then you're stuck having to like supplant that with other stuff. And then you don't have dollars. You don't even have nothing left to even get the dollar. And you're waiting for the dollar guys at that point. So that's what I love about auction. It's you almost got to be like an accountant on top of knowing every fantasy sports at that point when you play them. So that's the fun. Yeah, part. it's chaos. <laughs> it's chaos in the in those draft rooms, man. I did a couple of the uh, of the uh, uh, auction um, practice drafts or whatever, 
it's just chaos. It, it was even more chaos when I did it with you guys because, you know, it wasn't the computer. And uh, I didn't know any of your buddies. I didn't know how they were going to go at it. I was just – it was it was still fun, though, man. I think I did all right in that league. I can't remember, but I know I was probably <laughs> – You're playing too many leagues. That's your problem. Can't even yeah, remember yeah, how yeah. you finished in that one. Now – I think I did pretty good. I know I lost – I think I lost to Tim in the playoffs because I, I remember him – not letting it go for like a week or so. So I'm pretty sure I didn't lose to Tim in that league's playoffs. But um, the next category-based league is rotisserie, which that might be the oldest format. And then just the basic rotisserie league is it's all the categories. Tip, it's usually five by five, but some days they extend now, right? They're six by six and seven by seven and ten by ten they do now with OBP and slugging and they add everything else in, but the, the standard was five by five. And that's just a weighted system. So you basically, if you're first in, you get so many points for being first in home runs, you get so many points for being fifth in stolen bases and so on and so on. So that one, you almost want to balance out and you try to be as high as you can in each category to get you to the, uh, uh, he doesn't even remember. Look at him. It seems like you lost to me in your league. I was like, yeah, you beat me in the play. I, so I actually remember it now like it was yesterday. Um, and then I believe it was Sunday night baseball. And I needed a one, two, three inning. Um, who the, oh, yeah. So that's, I'm trying to think exactly how it played out. I know I lost it on a closer. I just don't remember which closer it was. I know that I had, I was basically down like, if I had a one, two, three inning by this closer, I take whip and then I beat Tim and I go. And then I remember he got, Oh, Kenley Jansen. I knew I'd remember it. So that's who it was. Um, yeah. So I got screwed there on the Kenley Jansen one. He got lit up in that Sunday night baseball game. He didn't even get an out, I think. And, uh, so yeah, I lost to Tim on that one, but had I had, he goes out there, goes one, two, three. Um, I would have won. So yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. I beat you and Mike to get to the finals just to let us all down. <laughs> uh, at least you made it, right? You still made the finals. But, yeah, so in a categories-based, roto, in roto, that's what I meant, you're just basically hunting and you're trying to be good. Gr I would say greater average at everything is kind of the way to go there. That one now I'm not really going to punt as much. I'm going to tone it back a little bit from as heavy as I wanted head to head cats, and I'm going to try to make sure that I – uh I still prioritize stolen bases, though. You're going to need – you're still going to need well over 100 and something stolen bases as a team to compete in that category. So I still want to get myself stolen bases. I still want to make sure I'm still there in homers, and I want to make sure that my, my batting average is still pretty good, too. So that one I will prioritize and get a couple starters in. So if you, if you played old-school Roto in a while? Uh, not in a while, but I have the same – same kind of strategy. Um, I do kind of punt the uh, close closers on Even in roto? everything. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll reach. I, I'll get a closer. I, I it won't be a great one, but yeah, I don't punt. I'm saying I I get some like you're saying somebody at the bottom. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't, I'm not going on a Josh Hader or something like that. You know. Yeah, like I'm not. God bless him. I hope he recovers well, but I'm not going to have an Edwin Diaz in a Roto League. But I still might use a top 100 pick on a closer at that point. 
And I, and at that point, I like to prioritize every power speed in the top 50, but I still kind of like to get two starters um, in those top 50 picks to top 60-ish picks at that point. I want to make sure that I, I get a good base too for starting rotation on that. So that one, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna abandon as much as a uh, a typical head-to-head cats. Head-to-head categories league, the it's fun because I to me it's fun because your team has a chance to fight, even when it's bad at something. It's mm-hmm. still you're not dead in the water. Like you can adjust as you need to like after a couple weeks in you could be like well my team doesn't steal any bases so at this point i'll just trade my best i'll just trade the guy who my 2020 guy or 30 30 guy and i'll go get something else in return like i'll get myself a starting pitcher and a and a bat back for him and at that point stolen bases are gone i'm just going to try to win the other four uh hitting categories at that so i can't i like head to head categories in a sense where you can rebound the best it's the one where if your team's just not great, you can you can get better and you can try to compete your way back in. So that's what's kind of fun to me about head-to-head categories, and I think it keeps people more involved in, into it a lot longer. Um, like if your team's bad in a points league, a lot of times you, you see these teams just like fade out, um, especially in like your hometown leagues and stuff. So that's kind of why mm-hmm. I like head-to-head cats. <laughs> yeah, I, I love head-to-head cats, and that's like you said, you could and. What I was saying earlier, you could find somebody on the waiver wire too. You know, you're, you're, you're losing in those stolen bases and, you know, one of your pitchers has been crap. So you just go ahead, drop them. And, and I remember it was years ago, but uh, picking up Jose Ramirez off of waivers. I mean, nobody really, he, he just started, you know, showing up and man, that, that that's just somebody I think about. Like he, he started, he was getting stolen bases and that's what I was looking for. And uh, turned out to be a stud. Yeah, that's gonna. That's always gonna be a fun one because uh, you just gave like the exceptions. But I, you know what? Every year there's a guy like Jose. I don't. They're not as good as Jose Ramirez, but they are no, no, no. like. Uh, but they are good. There, there are studs that come up out of nowhere, just like Jose Ramirez kind of did. But yeah, you could if you find a guy like Jose Ramirez though, you're pro, you're gonna you can climb back in any format. <laughs> yeah, you might help yeah. you in all those. I think I thought more, you were gonna go to like the Billy Hamilton realm. Like yeah, more, you could find one more. of those guys in a categories league, head to head cats league, and they can pull yeah. you out of something. But they're gonna kill you everywhere else. Like uh, Billy Hamilton usually doesn't. No offense to him, uh, love the guy, but. It doesn't usually help you in a points league. Uh, no, you can get the stolen bases. Yeah. Which then in a points league, you saw us do the live draft, and God bless anyone, by the way, who made it past our one. Um, I learned a lot of lessons doing that. That was the it's like the fourth show I've ever host here, hosted here too, might I add. And then I got auto dra- It got... It might have been a combination of a couple things. The screen I was sharing was the actual like draft room that I was drafting in. And it must have been something from sharing where it kept freezing. The players weren't loading. So I couldn't search for any players because um, that wasn't working. I didn't want to take the screen down and like go to something else because everybody was watching it. And at the same time then, so I'm like trying to fix this and I'm looking at this and a lot going on on that one in that second hour. And I was like, whew, and I was exhausted at that point. But yeah, it was fun. So thank you for those who did tune in, at least for the first hour. Uh, I got ideas now to how to handle that, the screen share moving forward. 
rookie, you live and learn. So that's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> I think you did but, well, yeah. But if you heard us talking early in that one, draft strategy for points is pretty simple. Get the best players, right? And you want to make sure and you need pitching. You cannot punt starting pitching in a points league. It is definitely something um, that I rank higher. And I always rank the the overall OBP guys too. Like I said, Juan Soto, number one overall player for me in a points league, whereas I have him like eighth or ninth in a category space league. So that's a big jump. Yes. Uh, yeah, you yeah, like certain little, pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> I do like certain pitchers, and I know you don't love my pitchers, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm perfect not sure segue because I'm. Are, are they going to be yeah. featured here at all? Any of my pitchers that I love? Um, no, nah, no, nah, because I, I wouldn't call them sleepers. Most of them uh, might actually be taken higher than they should, but. Uh, I mean, maybe one guy as a breakout if you get who I'm talking about. Well, that's good because you just kind of segue us in on this one now. So breakouts, what everyone's always looking for. I'll start with you on this. Now we'll get in some players here. Um, kind of got an idea on how we approach our our drafts there a little bit. We'll we'll talk as the season starts. I can't wait to do get into trades more because that's such a big part of it too, but we actually have to have our teams first before we get into trading, but trading is going to be a ginormous part of this. Um, especially if your name is Tim, he knows that best, mm. but, uh, <laughs> but breakouts. So who do you got, buddy? All right. I got quite a few guys on breakouts. Uh, I did. Most of my guys on breakouts are really young guys, which I mean, makes sense, you know, coming in into the, maybe their first or second season. Um, first guy I got, I mean, I'm I'm hearing his name everywhere. Nick Lodolo, starting pitcher for the Reds. Uh, he was their top-ranked pitching prospect a few years ago. He's a ground ball strikeouts guy. Uh, just dominated in the minors. He could he could go into breakouts or a sleeper because he's just going a little bit later in the drafts. Um, I love that you're saying him. You'll see why. But if you're if I'm <laughs> All right, all right. If I'm keeping it on, I might, uh, as well just keep it, I might as well go because we're right on pair on this one. Because my my breakout pitcher mm-hmm. is Hunter Green, <laughs> and it's funny that I'm going to put Hunter Green here. But his ADP is after like I think it's like 155. So um, you're getting him. His cost is right around Nick Lodolo, by the way, or close. But I I get it. High dude's electric fastball, right? Throws it hard. Um, and you're gonna laugh at me though, because we're gonna talk about guys in my busts that strike out over 10 per nine, but also walk three per nine. And that's what Hunter Green did last year. So I need to see that improve a little bit. But yeah, I think I think it's all there for him to also break out. Uh has every tool in the world to be a star. So for me, Hunter Green is my breakout this year. All right. Uh, if I can keep it on pitching, I have one more uh-huh. breakout pitcher. My, oh. One more breakout pitcher would be uh, my guy Hunter Brown, who got sniped from me in that last draft. Man, I'm still mad about that. But uh, in Houston, you call him Baby Verlander. He's got the same mechanics. If you watch, uh, if you watch video of him side by side, he he just looks like Verlander. I remember hearing about that when he's in the minors, and I'm thinking. 
come on, man. Y'all are just overhyping somebody just like they called uh, Kyle Tucker baby Ted Williams. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you remember that. I I was down on Tucker when he first came up, but now man, I'm taking him in the first round. <laughs> That's my boy. But uh, Hunter Brown, call him baby Verlander. Uh, he's going to have plenty of run support here in Houston, you know, get him some wins. Um, and the guy puts up, he puts up K's, he puts up strikeouts. He, uh, he's, he's got the ice in his veins, you know, young guy came into the playoffs in the world series and pitched great. Uh, he's a breakout for me. Um, I think you could get him at a quite a decent price right now. Let's see if I can even find it. Um, I have the EDP here, but. I don't even know. I'll try to give you exactly here what he's going for. Let's see if he even pops up. Doesn't even pop up. So that's how I know that he's going pretty late. So, yeah, you're getting him at a very big discount. You can almost <laughs> wait till after the draft based on where that's coming up right now. Yeah. You, you, I knew you were going to go Homer at some point. Like, oh, I had to. Figure there's going to be at, like a lot. Of, it's a, it's a great organization to probably use for sleepers, though. So I can't even hate on it. Um, but I knew there's going to be a ton of Houston in this. <laughs> eh, well, I mean, you might be surprised, uh, but uh, if I if I got a couple more breakouts, I'll go through real quick. I mean, everybody's loving Jordan Walker in St. Louis. Uh, I believe he has third base and outfield eligibility. I'm not positive on that. But he's already yeah. hit some. He ain't gonna he's, play third base, but yeah, he's hit some. Uh, absolute... I mean, he'll play some. I'm kidding, but we know who's playing third base for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. That's what I'm saying. The eligibility. Um, he's hit some absolute bombs this spring. I mean, 400 plus feet. Uh, he 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 should be starting in at uh, DH probably starting starting the uh, season. He might go down to the minors for a minute, but he's going to be up. And that dude's—he's—he's he's a, he's a stud. He's got the power and stolen base. Um, well, one of the top prospects now in all of the games. So, yeah, he's I got uh, <laughs> Brian Brian Cruz, outfielder for Miami. Uh, at the end of the season last year, he was raking. Um, he's a former Astros prospect, by the way. Uh, outfield's outfield is thin, and he's going to be starting for Miami. So. Um, another outfielder. This is, uh, I'm sure he's going to be on yours. Oscar Colas. Uh, hate to, hate to take it like that, but that guy. I'm glad you just, because you throw me a bone at least instead of just naming all Astros off. You're like, I'm going to get, I'll get uh, sex, yeah. uh, Oscar Colas. Yeah, man. Uh, 24 years old. Um, if you remember, I don't, you, you might not remember this. It was, um, I don't know if it was two years ago. Last year. I can't remember, but I actually messaged you asking you about Oscar Colas because I was in a, a dynasty league and uh, he was available on waivers and I was reading about him. That, that's whenever he was a, a hitter and a pitcher and uh, they weren't sure w- what exactly they were going to do. But uh, I messaged you and asked and you were like, yeah, guy, guy has stuff. And uh, I picked him up. And I looked back at that dynasty league, which has died now. It's not there, but you can still see the players. I was like, oh, I had Oscar Colas. I uh, <laughs> wish I still had it. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he is was a two-way a, player uh, at one point. You know that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was yeah. a pitcher and a hitter, so they weren't sure where they were going with him. Yep. Um, uh, well, I know. I think we all knew. I knew where he was going to end up. I don't, there was never, I don't think he was ever going to pitch. I don't even think that was an option for him. But 
my my last breakout, another outfielder is uh, Alec Thomas. Uh, it's kind of a sleeper breakout because I love Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll to me is that I'm I'm real high on him. I thought he was. I almost put I put him on here and I put a joke next to because I was like I think I feel like I'm cheating if I say Corbin Carroll at this point. Like that's what I love Corbin Carroll. (laughs) Alec Thomas is playing in Arizona with him, so he's kind of getting overshadowed. Uh, He needs some love too. Uh, He's going to be starting in Arizona. Almost positive. He he has all the tools. He might not be Corbin Carroll speed wise, especially, but I mean, he does have some speed. Defense is going to be what keeps him on the field, and that way he's going to put up some kind of numbers. And like I said, outfield is thin. So that, that's my breakout, guys, right there. I'm glad you went with the sleeper route because I think I cheated for breakouts a little bit, as you'll see as we get into him. But anyway, Alec Thomas, kind of a White Sox shout out. Low there key. you go. Because he's like uh, the head trainer for like a long period of time. Was Alan Thomas, or still is on the? I know not anymore. He used to be, was the um, one of their trainers or strength and conditioning guys. One of the two. Don't quote me on this. I shouldn't know this. That's sad. But anyways, that's his kid. Nice, nice. Get reamed for that one. I should probably know the answer, but uh, yeah. So I feel like I got guys for every position here, but I feel like I cheated based on <clears throat> kind of where I. Um, who I put here in a sense because sl- prospect sleepers, like you kind of went super sleeper, so I'm glad you did that. My breakouts were more like top 200 guys, so I had obviously, I'm not gonna say, I'm Andrew Vaughn was on mine, gotta hit more fly balls, but the if you look at like some of like the 90 percentile projections on zips for Andrew Vaughn. He that's a megastar, right? He'll be a top five mm-hmm. first baseman easily by getting those. Um, you said it best. You ranked him higher than me with Andrew Vaughn, right? Another one, high yeah. pedigree prospect, one of the best college hitters probably ever <laughs> that we've seen in a long time coming out. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously the ceiling's there for him. So I put him. That was, those are kind of the guys I put. So you're gonna get a sense here. Um, I did dig a little deep, so I made sure I was prepared, and I kind of uh, I grabbed some sleepers here. So, for first base, I also have Christian Encarnacion Strand, um, who's now in Cincinnati. Monster, monster minor league season last year. Um, the only thing, definitely a bat first guy. There's He's a DH or first base. There's, he ain't playing anywhere else out there, so with Votto coming back, he got sent back to minor league camp. Yeah, I saw um, that, yeah. But keep him on your radar because this is a – I love that ballpark first off for offense. And at some point I feel like he's going he's gonna to make his way into that lineup this year. So if we're going to play the sleeper game and breakout game here, that is the guy I like the best then for first base, that is. Um, second base, I'll get into yours here. I like Vaughn Grissom as a breakout candidate this year. Another guy, the contact profile might not be quite there yet, but he he just there's there's a star somewhere in him, you know? He has the he has everything you need to be that. So, he's he's kind of what you look for and then, as you said, you love the Braves and you love the Braves because the lineup's great, right? So, so he he should score a lot of runs playing on that team. Um, so yeah, I like Von Grissom there. 
and see, I cheated as I go through my breakouts here because I had like I had my guy Jazz on there as a breakout. He kind of broke out already, sort of, but he's never really put it all together for a full season yet. And I think there's like a fantasy MVP season waiting for Jazz Chisholm, obviously. I joked I put Corbin Carroll on there, and I was like, we can't talk about Corbin Carroll. That's cheating. But in case you don't know about Corbin Carroll, yes, top prospect in baseball. Unbelievable uh, sprint speed. Hits for pop now, too. Like he, This guy's graduated from just being a leadoff hitter. He's the total package now. And uh, what's up, Dom? What's going on, Dom? How you doing, buddy? Thanks for tuning in. Um, so I can't cheat with him. But my breakout for outfield, I put Eloy Jimenez on there. We saw mm. it last year in the second half. He's being drafted outside of the top 60 this year. So you're getting him towards the end of the top 100. But I think there's easy – he doesn't steal bases, but I do still think that there's easy top 10 potential for outfielders out of him because this could be 290, 280 hitter, 38, 45-plus home runs, 100, 100 easily late. He provides you all four other categories. Um, mm -hmm. So Love I you, had Lord. him on there for a breakout candidate for me. That's a little homer, I guess, too. I uh, had. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> my, I'll just keep going because I did a position by position. I put Wander Franco as a breakout candidate on there for me. I know people are a little bit low on him. His ADP um, has fallen. Let's see. Now he's still in the top 100. They're 89. So his ADP is around 89 for me right now. Shortstop is just deep. Yeah. It's just very deep. You can wait on shortstop. I mean, we all, we both waited on shortstop probably. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't remember what you did on Sunday night, to be honest. It, it was way too long. But I waited on shortstop, and I was still able to pull Tim Anderson by waiting. And I, could, I would take him in a heartbeat. There's definitely, I'd even say, breakout potential for him He's if he could put a full healthy season together. We just saw mm -hmm. him on the World Baseball Classic. So, but shortstop's so deep that it's hard to, you don't almost need, you can you can wait a long time to even draft Wander Franco. But I there's way more room to grow there. I don't think he's going to settle in as some high batting average, 10 double, just 12 home run, 15 stolen base type of guy. Like I think the, when you look at the, if we look at his, uh, let's see, I had it right here too. If we look at his baseball savant page here, his max exit velocity last year, yeah, 112.4. So an expected batting average, too, was 285 last year. So it's there. His max exit velocity is up there. His average, not quite there. I think we need to ease the barrel some more baseballs. But I think there's way more room for him there. So. I like Wander Franco as a breakout candidate too this year. Um, and then I kind of, I waited to the very end to talk about this guy, but my next breakout candidate is Gunner. <laughs> I feel like Bakley got screwed on the, on the third base show, even though I'm going to do a quick hit around it, but yeah, Gunner Henderson, baby. That's my next breakout for third base there. Uh, third base is slim. We've gone over this already. So, I had I laughed when I was doing busts trying to find third baseman because I was like, what? <laughs> right. at this point, if you even get like a mediocre season out of Max Muncy, 
it's probably better than what you might get from some other guys at third base. So it was hard to right. even find a bus third baseman for me without cheating. So Gunnar Henderson, yep, another guy. That was my breakout for third base. Yeah, so love Gunnar. So Gunner. I like the Orioles lineup's gonna be pretty good this season. I would hope, right? They kind mm-hmm. of been e- inching towards this a little. Um I don't know why they didn't spend any money, but mm-hmm. Ivan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's Thanks going for on, man. Look at Sam getting better at working these damn this chats now and <laughs> all this stuff here. Like I'm flying a I could fly a plane after handling all these controls here. <laughs> so there's my breakouts. I don't know if you got if you wanted to since I kind of cheated here, if there was anyone you wanted to add, but if there is, go for it. Nah, man. You you nailed it right there. I think we uh covered uh breakouts that are that's gonna happen, you know, those and uh some breakouts that are kind of you know, a little bit of a reach you can get at the end. I think you broke down the sleepers, so that worked out well. We just handled you even added another tier to this. You made me kind of find some of them. So thank you. Busts. Yeah. This is not you're not gonna like this part at all, to be honest with you. I know you're not. Because uh, I feel like I, t- I, I, I almost feel like I targeted you when I was doing busts uh, in a sense. Like when I sat here writing my bust, I was like, I, this is just I'm going right after Blake's rankings at this point <laughs> when I do this, but um no i didn't mean it to turn out that way it's just kind of how it happened know. that way but i wouldn't feel bad i wouldn't feel bad <laughs> but if you want to give me a bus go ahead actually you could start uh i'll save it for i'll save mine here for a little bit and let you get some words in first uh all right well since you're just gonna ask, absolutely uh put me in a ditch <laughs> i'll go I'll, I'll go with the hunter green as a bust it's fair that's fair i, mean, I think uh, his adp's I mean, late but that's fair <laughs> yeah, uh, pitching in Cincinnati, pitching in Cincinnati's not, not the best. Uh, run support really low. Um, you could say the same for Nick Lodolo, but I got I got Hunter Green on my bust. Uh, I didn't have a lot of bust. Uh, my other one, this one might be a little bit of a surprise. Is uh, I don't know if he'll be a bust, but I think he's going too high. Is O'Neill Cruz? Um, mm. there's uh just too Top much strikeout pick. potential, yeah. There's to me, there's too much strikeout potential, and shortstop is just too deep to take him so high. And I think, I mean, unless you're going to try to pair him with somebody else, you know, but I, I think I feel like in the drafts I've been in, he's gone a little higher than I like. Um, also have uh Brandon Nimmo, which I mean, what what is Brandon Nimmo? He's just an on base guy, really. I mean, um. I think I don't know how high he's going, but usually I, I he's injured. He, he just doesn't put up a compiling stats, you know. Um, I'll go off of something. One fifty one is his pick. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. Even though outfield is shallow, I'm not. I'm not taking Nemo. Um, I'll go off something uh, you uh, actually talked to me about in. Uh, it could be a but I like this guy a lot, but uh big possibility for a bust is Tyler O'Neill and outfielder in St. Louis. Guy is jacked. Dude <laughs> is just I mean, he is ripped. 
like you said, these guys who are just so jacked, so ripped, uh, like you were talking about, they it leads to injuries. They get injured easily. You need body fat. Uh, Don't be too, too yeah. Clean. And uh, that's what happened. He, he got injured last year. And St. Louis is actually kind of deep, you know. I mean, they, they have guys who could take over his spot. So that's why I went with the bust on him. Uh, my last one is somebody I actually drafted, <laughs> Brian Reynolds, outfield for Pittsburgh. We have none of the same. I'm glad, but that's good. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I tried not to grab guys that I thought that you might, but uh, I, um, hopefully Reynolds gets traded since I drafted him because um, PNC is not really built for hitters. Um, he he's 28 years old, which isn't really old, but he's never hit 30 homers. He's never cleared 10 stolen bases. Uh, but I mean that, that he's, I guess he's just going high because outfield's so thin and people know his name. Cause he was an all-star, you know, every team has to have an all-star, but, uh, yeah, he's going to pick going 81 on. with CDP. Uh, that's a little high. You could probably get somebody with a, a little more, um, upside to him than brian reynolds unless he gets traded to a hitter's park <laughs> he'd pr- i'd be okay points leagues he's probably not that bad though. he's probably a little bit better than points league because you don't have to worry about the he's a like a good player per se so yeah 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 but but uh that's that's all i got for bust i didn't i didn't i had a couple other guys and while i'm writing a little bit on them looking into it i'm like man those positions are thin so I'm not going to keep them on bust. Uh, one was second baseman, one was a third baseman, but I was like, eh, nah, I- I'd take them still. That makes sense. I let's see. Yeah, thirty-one to forty-seven. So I'll start with. You know what? I'll just start with starting pitcher. Actually, I actually tweeted this a while back. This was right after the ranking show um, because I wasn't as high on Dylan Cease um, as you were. So my my bust for pitcher, I have two. Um, the first one, though, is Dylan Cease. And what, what I'm going to say about him could apply to Hunter Green. So it's a very fair statement that you made. I just think it's more cap draft capital. Dylan Cease's ADP is well within top 50. So you're investing a lot of teams are taking him to be their first pitcher at that point. And I just don't know if I'm going down that road in any format, because if we, I went back five years and I looked at all the guys that had a hundred inning pitch, hundred innings pitched 10 plus K's for nine and three plus walks per night. Right. Um, and then I looked at their ERA finishes in those seasons. These are Blake Snell. was one of the guys that had multiple seasons doing it. His ERAs in those seasons, 189, 429, 420, and 338. Trevor Bauer, 419, 448, 259. Robbie Ray, 490, 289, 393, 434. Dylan Cease, 391 to 220, right? You see that there's just so much variance for a guy like Dylan Cease um, because he walks so many guys that it could go – in two or three starts, he could get out of those jams by striking the guys out, or he gives up a grand slam or gets, and then a big inning happened. Like it's just the variance of a guy like him is too much for me to take in a top 50. So I have him as a bust. Another guy is Spencer Strider, who's being taken really high 
in the top 50. So I put him as a bust because I don't, he's never thrown over what 130 major league innings in his life and the Braves are good. So, and he's a sophomore might I add. Mm -hmm. And you know what I feel about sophomores, right? We just don't, I'll gamble on them, but it has to come at the price that I like for the player. Like who knows he repeats the way he did last year. So you got the sophomore thing, the innings thing. He's just, I'd read there's guys that I'd rather have well after him that I'm more comfortable with that I can get much later than him. So Hmm. the risk reward thing for me on him is a little bit off. So those are my pitcher busts, my outfield busts. I'm going to stay in Atlanta and obviously no, I know where my, it's going. Oh yeah, you you I he, you haven't said his name yet, which surprises me because you get his name in every pod that we do. But my bus for outfielder is Michael Harris, and I think I've mm-hmm. I, I called him a bus probably five times to you at this point, face to face as we're going through this. But um, his ADP, I believe, is if I go back to here, Michael Harris's ADP is thirty one, but Cedric Mullins is forty seven, right? So what am I, what I don't know the ceiling on Michael Harris is higher than Cedric Mullins. So if I'm what I believe is going to end up being like a 2020 guy at tops, why I just rather wait around and get that same player later. (laughs) That's kind of where I stand on the Michael Harris. Like he's just going too early. It's not a knock on him. I just not using pick 31 in any format on a guy like Michael Harris Um, at the, like I, I I can I can get that. I absolutely get that. Like you can get your ace basically at that point if you wanted to. If you were gonna take him, you might as well just take your ace and then come back around because the pitchers will be better there than they will be when you take Cedric Mullins like 18 picks after that. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where I stand with that. Uh my shortstop bust is Bobby Wood Jr. So he's being taken way early, right? Like he top 15 pick, I see top 20 pick at least for sure. I see in a lot. His ADP climbed a little bit because I think I don't know, it hasn't. ADP is 16 still. So you're taking him within your first 16 picks. And this is a guy, he's not as bad as O'Neill Cruz. Don't get me wrong. The K rate ain't as high. Uh, it's only 22%. It's funny that we say it. it's not that bad. It's only 22%. Um, but he's another guy. With some ratio issues, right? Only 290 OBP last year. Is he, you're drafting him at 16 to take the next step. Like he has to become a top five at his position for you to draft him there. And I know stolen bases are scarce for sure. I get it. But it's just, there's no wiggle room for him to not take a step where you're drafting him there. It's just not for. I'd rather have O'Neill Cruz at his price, to be honest with you, than Bobby Witt at his. That's just I always play, especially because short. If you shortstop is just so deep again, and it, we're gonna go back to shortstop. Wander Franco, I had as a breakout, get him in like pick ninety. So it's just such a deep position that I'm not quite sure I'm going down the road of taking it on a on a Bobby Witt, who's also a sophomore, and at a two ninety OBP last year. So I had him on my bust list this year. I had second. I'm just going to keep going down the list. It's you're going to just laugh because I think I just busted the the break. Atlanta fans are going to hate me. My bust for second base is Ozzy Albies. <laughs> oh, I think 
people just like them a lot, right? And they've been good, and they just get drafted really high in fantasy leagues. I think they're very good players, but I just don't know where your his ADP is forty eight. And second base is another one I'm not quite like, uh, not as deep as shortstop, but it's also not as barren as third base to me. So I'd rather at this point the way it's all kind of jolted out. You kind of saw it what we did on our on our live draft the other night. Give me all the Jose Altuve at this point for the price fall. Just give me all. I'm going to target Altuve and everything. Now you know it, and you're probably going to beat me to it at some point. But, like, give me four months of Jose Altuve, who's who oh. would have been ranked the number one second baseman for me. Second, maybe. Simeon still might have been one. Would have been close either way. But one of my top two second basemen at pick 100. I'll take no, him I, all day. I wrote, I wrote down uh, Altuve uh, at, at the very bottom of my sleepers. I kind of snuck in. Uh, I said, <laughs> "Take a chance on Harper and Altuve." Oh yeah, get, Harper looks like he's up. not going on the sixty-day DL either. Thank you, Big. You shared that one with me. Um, so that's good news. He might not even. He might be back before, but they always. Who knows? At this point, they always say that. And last but not least, oh, I have a first base bust, and you think it, we have a theme here right now? And I'm pretty sure you can guess who that first base bust for me is going to be. Matt Olson. Yep, Matt Olson. Um, we are – where's he – hold on. I had his ADP right here again, so let me pull this back up. Because where we're taking Matt Olson, ADP is 37. So where you're taking Matt Olson, I'm, almost, I'm expecting him to inch into the, the six. I want him to get to closer to the if, – if I pull up fantasy data here from last year, right? One, two, three. The top three first baseman, Goldschmidt, Freeman, Alonzo, all 640, 643 fantasy points, 642, and 623. So the top three all got with over the 600 threshold on their website, right? Vladimir Guerrero had a down year, and we're expecting Vladimir Guerrero to up that season, and he had 570. Matt Olson had 560 or something, and Christian Walker had 540, right? So if Matt Olson doesn't get back into like this, you're, you're drafting him to be back where the kind of where these other guys are almost at in a sense, like you're using a third round pick on Matt Olson based on ADP. And he absolutely, especially for a first baseman has to be one of the top three or four at that point where you're drafting him for that to make sense. Otherwise just give me Christian I'll take the flyer on that. You like Christian Walker, you said too. Yeah, the, I do. The flyer on him. I call Matt Olson, Reese Hos- or Reese Hoskins was Matt Olson light. I, mm. I believe that their batting average is going to end up kind of the same because I don't buy the batting average to go back up on Matt Olson. I don't buy he's going to rebound his uh, 270, 268. I don't think it's happening. I could be wrong. I just don't see it happening. So for me, that's why I put him where I put him when I ranked him, and it was way down from where his ADP is right now. Because I'd rather just at that point give me to be I, you, first base is crazy when I looked at ADP when I pulled it up yesterday for this. So, like, I pull Vinny Pasquantino, his ADP is 93. Like, what? But I'm not, I'm, I'm good on Matt Olson at 30 something at this point when I can get these guys later. And I get the RBIs and the runs are going to be a little higher in Matt Olson, but um, I just don't buy the batting average rebounds and. I'll take a flyer on some of these other guys like a Walker, Hoskins, even a Vinny Pesquantino. And then the guy that I probably have higher that 
I wanted to put on my breakout, but I wasn't going to scream this name again, but Nathaniel Lowe. So all of these guys I'd rather have at their cost than Matt Olson. So I put Matt Olson on the busts. Yeah. You know what? I can't really argue with any of those. I mean, I, no way. Wait, wait. Um, let me put it. I'm not upset about any of that except for Ozzy, man. That was a I know, that's your boy. Heart. Ozzy. And to be clear, folks, I'm not a Braves fan. I just know the Braves. They're a good organization. The Braves have fantasy league players, man. They got they got they got some guys, and I'm big on Ozzy. I think I'm bigger on Ozzy than I am actually uh, Michael Harris. I, I want I get more upset if somebody sniped Ozzy from me than Michael Harris. Yeats man, Steelers fan. How you feeling about Kenny Pickett, my man? You think you're gonna get uh, takes takes the next step this year? You like the like that move but anyways before you answer that Giancarlo Stanton or Cedric Mullins for me it's going to be Cedric Mullins so same same I, I mean Giancarlo goes lower than he should I think but I still like Mullins over him yeah there, no doubt about it I'll take I'll take less home runs obviously even it might not even be less I don't know if Giancarlo plays enough to still hit more home runs than Cedric Mullins but no jokes aside there I Somebody, I heard somebody joke like there is one more. Like uh, he's going to have like one more sixty home run season out of nowhere. He's just going to end up staying healthy and hitting mad bombs for one more season. But we just don't know when that's going to be. So for that matter, I'll take Cedric Mullins because Cedric Mullins to me is still top fifty player. So hmm. Mullins also for me. <sighs> we did it. We did it. We did breakouts, busts, some draft strategy. Um, it was fun. I think next week, I think, I don't know. I haven't gotten confirmation on this yet. Uh, but it's. I'm, I think it's going to happen on Wednesday night. He hasn't said anything yet, but it might. So there's a good chance next Wednesday is our draft for Timmy's, the other Timmy, not Tim, not our TK, but the other Timmy's league. I think mm. it might be Wednesday night, right? I haven't checked. I need to Which look. be right during the Roto Slappers hour here, and we're not going to miss the show. So, after talking to RTK, we might just go ahead and do it uh, a draft again, but this time we'll have more people on, and we'll know the people more. So it might get it won't be as crazy as the last one, and this time we'll have more help more people to talk while we're trying to go through this. And I learned my mistakes. So if we're going to share the screen again, like we'll just do a, um, I got to, I'm going to set up a third monitor with that screen basically. So I, yeah, I that, know what that'll, do. that'll be fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> so yeah, we might do another live, sh- another draft, but we'll see. I don't know if that date's going to happen on it just next. If not, we will be doing another type of episode like this. We're going to get more into, um, type of stuff that we're talking more draft prep more than anything no more tiers the tiers unfortunately we missed the outfield one because of march madness but i have re- I recorded one and i'm gonna finish recording the rest but we're gonna just do quick hitters so if you need them we should have them uploaded this week for the rest of the positions but roto slapper quick hitters look for them on the on the youtube page you can search from there we'll share them too to everything else obviously twitter and the whole nine yards but yeah roto slappers quick hitters that's where you'll find Quick info on catcher. What should you do about that during the draft? Relief pitcher. I'll tell you right now, relief pitcher, easy. Wait. 
if you're in a categories based league, you just wait. That's what you do. Um, if it's a, a points based league, I might wait on that too. The only Roto, old school Roto, might be like the only one I really prioritize getting one with like in the top 75 picks. Unless starting pitcher in a points league gets so thin that I need some 400, 500 point guy. But yeah, we'll get into relief pitchers then as a quick hitter. Second base, third base, same thing. So that's how we'll do that. We'll get into more draft prep next week. It was fun. I had a blast. Blake, you want to tell these people anything else? Uh, uh, I had a couple sleepers I listed, and I'll just name them real quick. because Cut me off anytime I'm ever rambling. You can just say, hey, I got this sleeper, dude. Let me tell him. No, just two. That's Monty Grandall at catcher. You can get him late. I mean, 20-plus homer guy for – you know, a few years due for a bounce back as almost all the White Sox are. He's too good. He's too good not to be like he was last season, I think. And Brandon <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon Belt at first base going over to the Blue Jays. Toronto moved their fences in. I mean, uh, was it last 2021? He had 29 homers in San Fran. I think, you know, he, he he's going low of even getting drafted. So just two. Hell yeah. I like that. Sleeper. Two good sleepers good. there. I like the Yasmani so. one too because when the catcher show drops, I'm glad you said that. Perfect segue off the catcher drop because I did say my bounce back candidate for catcher, and if you wait at the position, is Yasmani Grandal because a year ago he was being drafted as a top five catcher. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like if he's healthy, are we thinking he fell off that bad to where he can't repeat it in a OBP league? He could be a monster because oh, he yeah. doesn't hit for high average, but he walks a lot too. So. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And I do I love the Toronto sleeper there. That one was great. So good stuff there, Blake. Coming hey, through. Man. Some nice sleepers for me. For everyone. You had a good time doing it. Good time doing it, man. Enjoy this. Now, I'm glad for all of you who turned into the Roto Slappers. Uh, thank you for wherever you watched. Make sure though that wherever you watch, you click the link and you go to the YouTube page. You like it, and then you subscribe to the channel. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Click below. Subscribe. Do it now. Now. I'm watching you. Do it. Being serious here, people. Mm-hmm. Now. There we go. Okay. So, yeah. Subscribe to the channel. Watch all the great content. Tonight, we are not done either on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. The MMA show is coming up right after me here. So, stick tuned to that. Um This just we just fire at you at all cylinders here, literally, like everywhere. Bam, bam, bam. You want pro wrestling? Boom, here it comes. Some MMA? Boom, here it comes. Fantasy sports? Boom, here it comes. Fantasy baseball? Bam. Hyper speed, every direction, but love it. Lots of great content here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Um, So stay tuned every day, seven days a week. At this point, we keep it going. Um, Blake. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us Saturday. Roto Slippers Saturday night. uh, Running backs episode. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Laters. I've got something for you.